tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. The New Orleans Hornets select Anthony Davis. And that's him. Mardi Gras about to break out. Talk here. about my Saints. To the 20. Geis. Touchdown. Who that? This is the Chris Gordy Show. Hour number two underway here on the Chris Gordy Show. Sports 1280 New Orleans. Chris Gordy here with you. Producer Michael here as well. We got a lot of stuff going on in the sports world. I just saw this come across. Legendary Alabama coach Gene Stallings suffered a serious heart attack. It's being called a, quote, massive heart attack last night, the school announced. According to several reports, he is in a Dallas area hospital in serious condition and is breathing with the assistance of a ventilator. Stallings, who's 82, suffered the heart attack at his home in Texas. He previously had two strokes in recent years. Um I used to listen to mm-hmm. the, in the in the darker times of my life. I used to listen to the Paul Feinbaum show, and uh, oh, you don't listen to that anymore. <laughs> I do not. Good move. I'll, I'll watch it every now and then on TV on the SEC Network. But uh, yeah, Gene Stallings used to go on all the time with with Feinbaum and you know talk about Alabama and SEC football and stuff. So sad to hear that about Gene Stallings. But I guess the good news is he's he's not he hasn't passed, but. Uh, he is breathing with the assistance of a ventilator. He's 82 years old, so um, not not such good news there. And then we had Tom Petty pass yesterday. Yeah, you know, I, everybody was all, I, I don't know much about Tom Petty or much of his music, so, you know, I know it's sad when anybody dies, but I, I wasn't. When I was learning to play guitar growing up, one of the first songs I learned was um, Mary, Mary Jane's Last Dance. I, I don't know that song. We'll play it. We'll play it for you. I, 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 it, it's sad. You know, we're going Tom Petty the rest of the show. All right, fine. Whatever. We need to educate you. You know how many words I'm going to be able to sing all those songs? None of them. You know where I'm going to be singing some of those songs at the, cat, the Cat's Meow? Nope. One of these uh, one of these other stories that stood out to me yesterday, look, we haven't heard from LeVar Ball and the Ball family for a while. Oh, and basketball season's here. Preseason NBA. <laughs> LeVar Ball's coming, people. Uh, it's They should just put LeVar on a, on a promo and just go, hey, remember me? He's staying in his don't, lane, bro. Don't forget about me. Stay in your lane. So... We've got Lonzo, who's going to be the rookie for the Lakers, who everybody has high ho- high hopes for and expectations, and a lot of people think he'll be rookie of the year and be really good for the Lakers. The next kid in line, LaMelo Ball, outstanding prep player out there in Chino Hills in California. High school basketball phenom LaMelo Ball has dropped out of high school and will be home-taught by his controversial father, LeVar Ball, according to reports. The 16-year-old junior guard who has already signed a commitment to play college at college at UCLA will also be trained physically by his father instead of returning to play for his high school team. LaVar <laughs> said it's good for Melo. Less distractions. He, he just needs to focus. LaMelo is the first high school player in U.S. history to have his own shoe line started up by his father. Is this a good or bad move LeVar by LaVar? Ball is the absolute worst thing that has ever happened in the history of sports in America. This guy... 
is feeding the generation of quitters and whiners and babies and a bunch of little bitches, and that's exactly what he is doing with his kid, who is a little punk. You can see it. He doesn't play any defense. He doesn't do anything, and it's just disgusting. And just, I don't agree. So you don't agree with something that somebody says or whatnot, and so you baby out, and you're going to take him out of school. And it just. Uh. Did you see the quote from Lamelo La Ball? 16-year-old junior No, guard. I didn't know that we're quoting them. The, the fact that this was run all over ESPN, I literally got an alert from one of those apps on my phone saying, telling me that this happened yesterday. Uh, the fact that the LA Times is running this is breaking news. I'm like, this is unbelievable. This is the dumbest crap ever. LaMelo Ball said Monday was his last day at Chino Hills, but is excited about his change to his scholastic life. Quote, because I could spend all my time now and dedication into basketball instead of going to school and doing book work. He literally said that? <laughs> Are you kidding? The people at UCLA have to be thrilled. That- yeah, they, here, here comes this kid to school. He's going to come for one year. If he's lucky, he'll get drafted after one year if he's any good. But he's going to not do any schoolwork. We're going to have to have somebody do, do all of his work. That's unbelievable. <laughs> that is unbelievable that a 16... And then the, his... Idiot father would let him say, because that's exactly what I this is. I could spend all my time I, now and dedication into it instead of going to school and doing bookwork. Now, on the flip play side. play AAU ball, but no, he'll literally, you, you really think he's going to do any home, like, I know you'd probably have to, to prove things and turn things in to get your degree or whatever, or to get your uh, diploma from high school. Right. He's going to do no work. He's going to do no school. He's going to be playing basketball in that driveway you see all the time. On the flip side, if... Lonzo turns into be, turns out to be a really good basketball player, and this kid turns out to be a good player and, and achieves what what he's supposed to at the NF, at the NBA level. If he doesn't play any defense we, like he does now, he's never going to make well, it. Well, I'm just saying. But if they if both these guys turn into good players, we'll forget about all this. We'll we'll look back and say no, we Levar won't. Ball because his father will smart. constantly be yapping. Hey, my boy's still better, than Michael Jordan. <laughs> he could beat LeBron with one hand tied behind his back. Well, stay you know, in your lane. Some people. Some people. Some people like uh, LeVar Ball and, and his mindset. Let's get uh, go out to the phone lines, 504-260-1280, 504-260-1280. Let's talk to uh, Reggie out in Dallas. Reggie, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, fellas? What's good? Hey, man, I heard y'all talking about gambling, um, like for the games. and uh, I tell you what, uh, this week I, I tried that uh, online uh, bravado thing. Oh, yeah. So, right. uh, I, I, went and I, I went ahead and I picked. 10 teams for the over and under. I was hitting, I hit everyone Sunday. Then Monday night come, I picked the <laughs> under for the Kansas City game. Oh, they, no. kicked, they, kicked, they kicked the field goal. I was like, game over, four seconds. <laughs> That's it. I said, I, I won me a good $400 right quick. I'm telling my wife, I say, hey, got $400. It's a good night. Man, this dude picked the ball up and run it in the end zone. I swear, I wanted to go through my TV and tackle the dude. Man, a, was, see, you you were on that end. I was on the other end. That touchdown, I had Kansas City minus dude. the seven, and I was going nuts. Man, it, it, hey, I was so I was about to break my TV last night. The, the but, high, uh, the highs and lows of sports betting, Reggie. The highs and lows of sports betting. This is what we all go through. I'm happy you're finally on board. It's my first time, and I tell you what, I'm gonna do the same thing this week coming up. I enjoyed every minute of it. So yeah, the first time's always morning, the best. Hey. All right, thanks, Reggie. Appreciate it. Yeah, we we didn't even mention that, but 
What a really a really good game last night. First really good Monday night game we've had in a while. And Redskins and Chiefs, and it came down to the wire. You know, it looked like, you know, the 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 Redskins kick a field goal to to tie it with a couple minutes left in the game. They give the ball back to the Chiefs. Alex Smith takes his team down the field. The rookie kicks the game-winning field goal. Harold something or other comes in for the Chiefs, kicks the field goal, and with, what, under 40 seconds to play, they get the ball back to um, to the Redskins and mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins and his team trying to make something happen. And sure enough, Justin Houston picks it up, fumble return for a touchdown, and gives you the, gives you the, the Chiefs cover the seven points, and it gives you the over. It was very nice. And now I'm looking for uh, you know MLB playoffs tonight. There's some good prop bets on here for uh, the game tonight, the wild card game. So maybe take a little bit of that Chiefs money, throw it on this. But I don't so, know what to do. So we call a a backdoor cover. Yeah, it was, a ni- it was a nice backdoor cover. It's one of the worst. I, I I you've you've seen these throughout the years, but that to me is going to be one that I'll never forget. That was one of the absolute worst beats for people that didn't have you know the Chiefs minus seven or had the under, and that was unreal. I went into last night in one of my fantasy leagues just needing 11 points out of Jordan Reed in a, in a rather high-scoring league, and Jordan Reed like dared, didn't do anything in the second half, so shout-out to him. Thanks. Yeah, Appreciate that. Jerk. <laughs> uh, other things I want to get to. LSU and Auburn, the game that's going to be played next week in Tiger Stadium, the kickoff time will come uh, will come over the weekend. CBS delayed the announcement for six days something that the network was given permission to do last year. They announced Monday while choosing among three games for its 2.30 slot next week. They Here are their options. LSU-Auburn, Florida A&M, and Arkansas-Alabama. If Florida wins this week, I think, does A&M have a bye week this week? That You know, that that on paper could be a good matchup, A&M and Florida. If Florida, you know, Florida beats LSU and they're undefeated in the conference. If LSU wins, then LSU-Auburn becomes a lot more intriguing because Auburn looks like you know they beat down Mississippi State last mm-hmm. week so they look more like the real deal Arkansas Alabama I'm just I'm not interested in watching any Alabama 230 games anymore they're just they're blowing you know, out everybody own... I'm not interested I in got my entire family going to that one my cousin is at Alabama so everybody's going but me and uh, I'm glad I'm not going it's gonna be that one's gonna be ugly has she tried to hit on you yet my cousin? Yeah, I mean, no. she goes to Alabama. I don't know. No. That's, that's what they do there, right? She's from Lake Charles, so why don't you just shut your mouth? That's disgusting, Gordy. It's what they do in she's Tuscaloosa. Like my, she's I'm like just my saying. Little, she's like my little sister. Well, she's been that way since we uh, were kids. Didn't stop them before at Alabama. I'm not doing my sister. The other two open times will be 6 o'clock on ESPN2 and 6 6.15 on ESPN. Uh, time should be announced after Saturday's game or, or early Sunday morning. So, again... LSU wins. They go into the swamp and beat Florida. I got a feeling LSU Auburn will be the two thirty game on CBS next week. Yeah, I think you're right, and I hate two thirty games to be honest with you. I like late night, or I shouldn't say late night. I like evening or or eleven a.m. Well, games. The middle of the day, I like to take my naps. Well, I'll just tell you this, Michael. There was a time when playing Saturday night in Death Valley was a really dangerous thing for other teams, and they didn't want to go in there, and it was a treacherous place. When, you, when the Troy Trojans step in and beat you at Saturday Night in Death Valley, it's really no longer an intimidating place. It, Half the stands are filled. Just really not an intimidating place no, anymore. No, not at all. I just need wins, Gord. I need, I need the, the, I need the hokey stuff. I just need wins. Give me dubs all day. Yeah. Every day. 
There was a uh, other news, uh, recruiting news coming out uh, yesterday. Local four-star recruit Kelvin Joseph decommitted for from LSU. The four-star recruit just two days after the Tigers lost to Troy in their homecoming. He de- eh, I'm done. Decommitted. He's a cornerback and return specialist for Scotlandville High in Baton Rouge. So who's the favorite now? He's the well. I'll get to that. He's the number three recruit out of Louisiana in next year's class, number forty nine nationally. So he's a top fifty recruit nationally. He announced his decision via Twitter, but added LSU remained his number one option moving forward. I'm just not, you know. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds stupid. So he went on a date with him. It went pretty well. You know, maybe he got to third base, and then they went on the second date, and it was just like a, a peck from your grandma. The second time, he's like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna still date you a little bit, but I'm not gonna commit to this. I'm gonna go see if there's another girl that will maybe, you know, give me the whole thing the first date, and I'll go with her instead. Yeah. He, uh, here was but, a, but if you give it, if you give me the whole thing next time, maybe I'll just show up, you know, recommit to you. Here was Kelvin Joseph's quote on this post. He said, "After much thought and consideration, I am decommitting from LSU. My love for the school and admiration for the coaching staff has not changed. Though they remain my number one option, I've decided to explore the other opportunities available to me. I appreciate everyone's patience and understanding as I make this very important decision that will shape the rest of my life, bro. Like, let let me know when the when when the paperwork's in, like." I'm I'm over this whole like he's committed. Oh, he decommitted. Oh, he's but they're still his number one school. But he's going to explore other options. You can be committed to a school and explore other options. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's it's silly. It's just really silly. So, twenty four seven sports reported Joseph was on campus for Saturday's game. So maybe that swayed him. Maybe seeing it in person, seeing half the stadium empty, seeing LSU struggle to try to make it a game against Troy, getting pushed around. On the flip side, a lot of times like this when, when your program is struggling and and you know they're, they're having issues kids will look at that and say i'm gonna go there where i can make an immediate impact yeah you know, the, what baffles me more is the kids who see alabama killing everybody where they're five and six deep at every position they go oh i want to go play at alabama bro you're not gonna play at alabama no they're, they're six deep at every you're position gonna, yeah, like you're, you're gonna go you're gonna be that idiot who goes and then transfers a year later to some small school because they playing time's not there Mm-hmm. It's just what happens. And I hate those. I, I, that, that was one of the things that will always. You've heard me say before. I will. It will always drive me nuts. It will always drive me nuts. All right, let's uh, let's grab a quick break. We come back. We'll talk a little bit more on LSU. We'll do our NFL news and notes and a whole lot more. It's Chris Gordy Show, Sports Twelve Eighty New Orleans. Chris Gordy now. Duncan Holder next at ten on Sports Twelve Eighty New Orleans. Welcome back in Chris Gordy Show, Sports Twelve Eighty New Orleans. We'll do some NFL news and notes for you here coming up in just a minute. I appreciate you not making it a Tom Petty show, Gordy, like you said, or whatever his name is. Is it Tom Petty? <laughs> yeah, this is Tom Petty, actually. I always, always <laughs> when yesterday when I saw Tom Petty, Petty at first, I thought it was the race car driver. <laughs> like Richard, Richard Petty. Yeah, Richard Petty. That's, that's a different, it. different guy. He's already dead, but he's still alive. By the way, my favorite thing last week amid all the NFL <laughs> protests and all that stuff like was it. the fact that somebody went and interviewed the NASCAR guys and got their thoughts on it. <laughs> and Richard Petty was like, well, I don't respect anybody who stand for the flag. I'm like, of course. Yeah. The guy who was NASCAR <laughs> drivers. 
Like, of course they're going to have that take. Yeah. White guy with long hair and a mustache coincidentally thinks everyone should be should respect the flag. Of course. Like, that's the most. You know what? You don't even need to go interview those guys. We know their opinion. We know how they feel. Yeah. Don't even need to go that way. Most people from the South, <laughs> you just interview them, and yeah, there's your answer. That's all you need to know. It's just, you know. Yeah, see, look, you type in Richard Petty right now on, 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 on the internet, and the first two stories that come up, Tom Petty dies. That's not see that now that now you know why I'm confused. That's when you you search Richard Petty and that's Tom Petty. Yeah, it says Tom Petty wow. dies at the top. They're like all the news stories. Thank you for calling me out on that though. We'll we'll find some Tom Petty here for the next. I wish next now break. I wish I hadn't called you out on it. Was Richard Petty like a Camel Smokes guy or was he a Marlboro guy? <laughs> I don't know, but it wouldn't surprise if you told me he opened a Budweiser while he was drinking <laughs> a, a car one time. I would have believed it. <laughs> While doing some some laundry with Tide detergent, I would absolutely believe a that. camel cigarette in his mouth and some. It, well, it's a, it's a man's of, man right there. What kind of meat products? Like Hillshire Farms sausage or something? <laughs> beef jerky. Yes, Jack Link's beef Jack jerky. Links. Oh, there's nothing better than NASCAR ad. Damn it! Now I'm gonna go home and watch Talladega Nights today. I just really like that. They're like NASCAR players sound off on the anthem. I'm like. <laughs> Could we not? Like, we know. We know. We're good. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> like, I'll be more surprised if Kyle Hendricks comes out and goes, you know what? We got to stand up for inequality in this country. Like, that would have been shocking. That would have been surprising to me. But you know, let's get Richard Petty's thoughts on the flag. Who even, t- I mean, how many NASCAR drivers can you honestly name? Current? Yeah. You know, I actually last year started watching. I got into it. I got into it a little bit because it's the coverage is so good now. Like they've got cameras in every car, in the in in with the drivers on the back of the car, in the front of the car. Like it's NASCAR now is is like the if you're gonna get into it, like now's the best time to get into it because the the views and all that are so good. Back in the day, it'd be like the wide angle lens. You're like, who's in who's in the lead? I can't even tell. Right, how right, many, right now, technology's gotten so much better. It's, it's just, actually entertaining to just watch. Just reel off a few for me. Let's see how many you get. Of current drivers? Yeah, current drivers. All right. Full-time drivers. These aren't guys that are part-time drivers, which I don't even know. I didn't even know there's such a thing as part-time drivers. Did, did Dale Jr. hang it up yet, or is he still? Well, yeah, he's still racing. Okay, so Dale Jr., Kyle Hendricks. Uh, I don't see Kyle Hendricks. <laughs> he's in there, right? No. Um, I don't know who, who's Kyle. Kyle Hendricks is a baseball player, isn't he? No. Is that the pitcher for the Cubs? Yes, that's a pitcher for the Cubs. Hendricks Motorsports. Kyle Hendricks is the pitcher for the Chicago Cubs. Well, there's another Hendricks. <laughs> there's no Hendricks. There's Hendricks Motorsports. Right. Yes, that's the thing. But no, there's Kyle. Or there's no. Hold up. All yeah. right. Yeah, there's right. no Hendrick. Okay, let, let's get back to it. There's the Bush brothers, Kurt Bush, and there's another Bush. Yeah, Kurt and Kurt Kyle. Kyle Bush. Okay. We always have to have two Bushes. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Man, this is tough. <laughs> Goodness. Oh, the one with oh the boobs. The one with the boobs. The, the, the Tony, what's this? Tony Stewart had no, hung it up. Yeah, he's yeah. the one that killed that guy on the track. Jeff Gordon hung it up. Right? Yeah, he, he came back and raced for somebody last year. The one with the boobs. There's only one of them. I don't know. Dan Patrick. Oh, the Jesus woman. Jesus Christ. Well, I was thinking of a guy with boobs. That's why I was like, Tony Stewart's <laughs> oh. kind of chubby. Yeah, he went. See that day he went to man boobs. Keep saying with boobs. Gordy's sitting there thinking of a, a ch- hairy chested man with man boobs. Did I read an article that that she was going to be leaving NASCAR soon? I have no idea. Danica? I, I don't I pay that. attention to it. The easiest one, like yeah, everybody should know, he's the name of the same name as the football coach. He's like the greatest NASCAR driver ever. 
Greatest NASCAR driver ever. Same same name as a football coach that won a Super Bowl and won a national championship. Pete Carroll? No, <laughs> Jesus. Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, all right, yeah. Spells it differently, though. Spells it J-A-M-M-I-E. So you can't remember his name? You remember how it's spelled? Yeah. Who I'm does just, that? It's early, man. I'm having a brain fart this morning. I mean, this is amazing. You're coming at me with weird thing, weird questions like name NASCAR drivers. This is what happens during a bye week. You're getting an odd conversation, oh. and it leads down a NASCAR road. Uh, we should do it. We should totally. Oh, okay. Chase Elliott, Bob Elliott's kid. We should totally. You know what we should do? We need to get some kind of prize to give away. We'll work on this and do it later this week. Light up the phone lines, get five contestants, whatever, and whoever can name the most drivers in a row without <laughs> getting one wrong. There's some folks wins. out there who are big, big uh, NASCAR fans. I seriously think we should do it. There's Martin Truex Jr. Don't forget the Jr. Did you just look that up? No. Are you sure? I remember. Well, I remember Truex. Uh, Martin Truex is not on the list of current drivers. Sorry. Yeah, he is. Oh yeah, 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 he is. Now, my bad. My Come bad. on now. My bad. Um. Yeah, I can't find the. Uh, Oh, yeah, here it is. Danica Patrick could be facing the final races of her NASCAR career. This was a story from last week. Oh, it's not like she's any good at it. She's never won. Yeah. She is uncertain about her NASCAR future, but she doesn't rule out a return to IndyCar. Did she even win one of those races? Um, She did well. She's 35 now. All right, I gotta look up some of these drivers because I'm I'm Clint Boyer. Yeah. Okay, okay. Here, here, the these most... are these are ones that I thought more about. I would have come up with Boyer. I would have come up with Brad Keselowski, Matt Kenseth, yeah, Casey uh, Kane, these, these Joey Logano. These names are so NASCAR. My favorite part is the uh, that Danica Patrick was always this big phenom. I'm gonna do this. That she has literally won one race in her IndyCar and NASCAR career. Yeah. One race. One, you can't luck into one win on NASCAR and you've been on it for years. I feel like I could go out there, race for five years, and luck into one win. You get pole position at least once or twice, right? I mean, does that matter? I don't know how that, I don't know how, like, does the pole winner usually win? I'll say they used to have, they used to have this, like, back when PlayStation 2 days, man. The NASCAR game was so badass. And I had the, you went, I asked for Christmas for the steering wheel. Oh my god, it was so much fun. We would just race with the steering wheel, NASCAR. And that was actually the coolest game. I would wreck the hell out of everybody, but that was it was a blast. All right, we'll do our NFL news and notes here in just a yeah, second. We're done with NASCAR news I, and notes. I wanted to throw this out there because I saw it from Pro Football Focus. They said, um, according to the numbers so far, no cornerback in the NFL corner has been tougher to complete passes on than Patrick Peterson this year. Thirty-one uh this is cover snaps per percep per reception. He uh Patrick Peterson leads the league far and away. You know who's second? Morris Claiborne. Really? From, from LSU. He went. He he stunk it up with the Cowboys. Yeah, he was had, really bad. Had a resurgent year last year, and now he's with the Jets, and he's doing really well with the Jets. But how about that? Two LSU cornerbacks, Patrick Peterson <laughs> and Morris Claiborne, both lead the league in uh, uh, shutdown corners right now. All right. Morris Claiborne, good for him because, yeah, like you said, he was a total total flop with the Cowboys. He's having, a, but the fact he's stuck around and actually having a nice career. Yeah, but I mean, what was know. he? He was a top fifteen pick. Was top, he? top three or four. I think. Was he it was, really that high? Yeah, he was high, right? He was six, six, six. overall in twenty twelve. Yeah. Cow, Cowboys traded up for him too. Did they really? Yeah. Golly, see, I, I don't, it seems so far, Jerry, so far away now. Jerry said, "I like that guy. Go get him." Yeah. Then he's like, "Nah, these LSU boys. I'm done with them. Arkansas all day. Pick suing." <laughs> All right, let's take a timeout. When we come back, we'll do our uh, NFL news and notes, recap at some of the games, some of the interesting tidbits that stood out from the games over the weekends. Chris Gordy Show, Sports 1280, New Orleans. Whether you bless those boys or take flight. 
We're talking your teams. Sports 1280, New Orleans. Welcome back, Chris Gordy Show, Sports 1280 Orleans. This is Tom Penny. All right. Now, this sounds This makes me. You've heard this. This makes me want to be back on the road out in the middle of nowhere going to Colorado. Wow. Literally out like. It is called Mary Jane's Last Dance. This feels this feels like some, some serious, good <laughs> driving music. I'm not even kidding. Like, there's nothing I love. I'm one of those weirdos that loves to drive and loves long road trips. There is nothing well, like I, being out in the middle of, like, New Mexico in the desert well, before the reason, you get out there, and there's nobody out there, and you're hauling ass, and you're just jamming whatever the hell you want. This is something I would just crank the music up and just... I'd be go- I'm not going to lie to you. I'd be driving about 115 miles an hour. The reason I'm laughing, you said Colorado. I think Denver. I think marijuana. Yeah. And that's what... That's just for me. When this song came out, that's what a lot of people... Oh, it's Mary Jane's Last Dance. I'm it's just thinking that, that... Marijuana. Yeah, you're going... That, I just made that trip, and I make that trip once a summer basically but it's you're out there there's this last stretch before you get into the state of colorado before the road gets crappy again where there's this they've redone the road for about 50 miles and there's you literally never see a soul out there there's not even a gas station you're on the navajo reservation and you just can freaking fly man i like that's the one time in my life i need a fast sports car and one time i drove a my aunt's I was driving my aunt's car up there actually. It was a Range Rover. And let me tell you something. That thing hauls ass. So the Navajo don't care if you speed in there. The area? Navajo, you don't see them out there. There's literally nobody out there at that portion. It's a big piece of land. They did yell at me at one point in one of the stops. My dog, my, uh, some of the Navajo people. Well, my dog well, was my dog cop. was needing to go to the bathroom and he went to the bathroom and I picked it up. Well, no poop on our land. I'm like, what? Oh, okay, not a good idea. Uh, wanted to mention this real quick. MLB, the, we 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 mentioned how excited we are for the baseball playoffs. Like this is the if you don't watch Major League Baseball throughout the year, this is the time to watch when every pitch counts. I mean, wild it's, card game, especially the one game playoff tonight, it's, right? Uh, yeah, tonight. Yankees, Yankees twins, twins tonight. Rockies and uh, Diamondbacks tomorrow. In, in that the Bronx? game, the Rockies Diamondbacks game tomorrow night is gonna be really good because those two teams. Played really well against each other this season, but tonight's game—it's one game playoff. It's going to be awesome. Who are the pitching matchups? Uh, the pitching matchups tonight for the um, the game in in New York is the uh, the Twins are going with their ace, who was kind of up and down all season. It's uh, Irvin Santana going for them. The Yankees are going with uh, Luis Severino, who took a yeah. big leap forward and has really been their best pitcher all He's year. He's been really good. And then so Rockies Diamondbacks is that going to be Granky versus? Uh, yeah, Di- Granky versus nobody's going to know the the. Uh, the uh, Colorado Rockies pitcher, because no, who knows Colorado Rockies? First of all, uh, John Gray gonna get the ball. <laughs> what the for hell the, is that? He's their best pitcher. He's seriously, he's really good. What? Ten and four this year. ERA, ERA under four for a guy that pitches in Coors, and he's actually been really good at Coors. Of course, they're having to go on the road to uh, to Phoenix to play that one, but he's a seriously really good pitcher. I mean, like a young up and coming star. DJ Lemayu's our guy. Twenty five years old from Oklahoma. He's kind of funky looking. He's got long hair. But uh, seriously, guy's got good stuff. He's going to be around for a long time and a really good pitcher in big league baseball. I was just reading the uh, the Astros and Red Sox. That game was originally slated to be on Fox Sports 1 on Thursday at 3 o'clock. Game 1 of the ALDS featuring the Red Sox and Astros will now be on MLB Network exclusive with Bob Costas on the call. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's what I need. Bob Costas in a rift on gun control right in the <laughs> middle of, of watching baseball. 
So there you go. John uh, Bob Costas, Jim Cat, K-A-T, and John Paul Morosi will have that call. And then game two will be uh, the wild card winner at the Indians, and that gets the A-team of Matt Veskersian, John Smoltz, and Tom Verducci on the that's call. A real, outside of Verducci, that's a good – I'm a big fan of uh, Matt Veskersian in the booth. He's one of the best in any sport, I think, to do it. And then John Smoltz, since he has been moved over – or since he's moved into the television, he is awesome. Yeah. And I hated him when he was pitching in the big leagues because he always beat the Astros. Yep. All right, you want to do some uh, NFL news and notes? Sure, why not? All right, let me uh, try to find my music Yeah, here. you can do that, and I'll just sit here and continue to look at weird things on the internet, Gordy. It's been a really fun... <laughs> it is absolutely 100% bi-week football, you know, weirdness for me at this point. All right, here's some NFL news and notes from the games played uh, yesterday and over the weekend. We'll start with last night. Kareem Hunt ran for 100 yards and added 20 yards on receptions, and the Chiefs win over the Redskins. That increased Hunt's total yards from scrimmage this year to... You want to guess? 800. 659. No, wasn't that too bad? The second most in NFL history through a player's first four career games. The only man with more yards from scrimmage than Hunt. Got to go back to the 1980 Detroit Lions. Billy Sims had 745 from scrimmage. We always overlook the Chiefs just sitting there looking at the depth chart and the weapons that they have. There might not be a team that has better weapons than they do. They're really, really good. And they really don't have a true, like, one wide receiver. And look where they've... Travis Kelsey. Where they've stalled out every year is in New England in the playoffs. Right. That Patriots team isn't... I mean, that defense is not good. So, this Kansas City team can give them hell. Can be the key for them, like it was for the Broncos, Peyton's last year to win the Super Bowl. Having the home field in the in the playoffs, and when you meet them in the AFC Championship, it's not easy to go to Arrowhead at all. Another note from last night: Kirk Cousins now zero and five in his career on Monday Night Football. He, they, but the, last night was not his fault. I mean, Josh Dotson, is it? I always forget how to say his name. Is it Dotson or Doxon? Whatever. Dotson. He drops that pass in the end zone that would have. That, would have been he a game actually, Cousins played his ass off last night. No, I was very impressed. Five, five other quarterbacks lost each of their first five starts on Monday Night Football. Rodney Pete. Okay. Vince Evans. Okay. And then Fran targeted Joe Namath and Archie Manning. So, I mean, that's not bad company to be in for Kirk Cousins. I don't think he's great, but whatever. For the Texans, there is a new sheriff in town, Deshaun Watson, making the third start of his rookie season through four touchdown passes as the Texans routed the Titans 57 to 14. It was the highest point total in an NFL game since the Seahawks beat the Cardinals 58 to nothing in 2012. Also with a rookie starting quarterback, Russell Wilson. Damn. It, it was absolutely, it was. Oof. Houston fell two p- points shy of the highest point total in NFL history with a starting quarterback, uh, starting rookie quarterback. The St. Louis Rams topped the Falcons 59 to 16 in 1996 with Tony Banks at quarterback. Tony Banks, man, that's a throwback. Todd Gurley, he gained 120 yards on 23 carries, caught seven passes for 94 and a touchdown, leading the Rams to a 35-30 victory at Dallas. Gurley was the first player to gain 200 yards from scrimmage in a game against the Cowboys since 2013 when Calvin Johnson did it. Calvin Johnson in that game, 14 catches for 329 yards. Oh, yeah. It was the, is that the record? That was the second highest receiving yards total you, in NFL history. Willie Flipper Anderson still holds that one? I think so. Yeah. Gurley was the only was only the third Cowboys opponent with at least 90 rushing yards and 90 receiving yards in the same game. The others to do it, Edger and James of the Colts in 99, and Larry Brown of the Redskins at 72. Gurley was the only one to do so at Dallas. It's amazing how functional that offense looks for the uh, 
lost, I'm gonna keep calling them St. Louis, the Los Angeles Rams now, and just more proof that why in the hell did you hold on to Jeff Fisher for years? <laughs> King of eight and eight. The Saints defeated the Dolphins twenty to nothing in London, marking the first time that New Orleans has recorded a shutout under Sean Payton. How about that? What? That's the first time yeah. ever. Well. There's so many bad offenses, you'd think there would have been at least one by now. It was Payton, Payton's 164th regular season game as coach of the Saints. Only two other head coaches advanced. Sure, you have blown my mind today. Only two other head coaches advanced that far into their careers without a shutout. Norv Turner, whose first came in his 202nd game, and Andy Reid, who was still without a shutout at 292 regular season games as a head Andy coach. Andy Reid doesn't have one. That is amazing. So I'm not I'm, even I'm, those my, great. Those, seriously, my he mind had some is, really good defenses for those yeah, Eagles. My mind is legit. Like and even the, the, the Chiefs defense is been good. How no. do you not have one shutout mixed in there somewhere? There's so many. There's every year. There's four or five teams that are just putrid offensively. Ironically. Sunday's game was Jay Cutler's 142nd game as a starting quarterback, and the first of those in which Jay Cutler's team failed to score. That again? How is that even? He's horrible. <laughs> how is that possible? Cutler had never been shut out this before. This is a seriously. You have blown my mind. Only with news and notes. Today, only Gordy. three quarterbacks started as many regular season games as Jay Cutler and never suffered a shutout: Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, and Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco's never. Oh my God! <laughs> what world are we living in? The other two I would believe. A week ago, Cutler threw a touchdown pass on Miami's last play to avoid a shutout against the Jets. So he almost did it last week. It happened this week. Always love the garbage time touchdowns, man. Alvin Kamara, the Saints' third-round selection in the draft, caught 10 passes in New Orleans' victory. Only four other rookie running backs in NFL history have caught 10 passes in a game, including a touchdown. Billy Sims of those 1980 Lions. Randy McMillan of the 81 Baltimore Colts. Pierre Thomas of the 2000 Saints. And Buck Allen of the 2015 Ravens. Mm. Garrett Blunt gained 136 yards on 16 carries in the Eagles' win over the Chargers. It was Blunt's first 100-yard game for Philadelphia after seven for Tampa Bay, one for Pittsburgh, and six for New England. The only other players with 100-yard rushing games for four different teams, Thomas Jones, Terry Allen, Lamar Smith. It was unreal that one run he had, just stiff-arming the hell out of it. That one game was just... Cam, a beast. Cam Newton threw, threw three touchdown passes in Carolina's win uh, in Foxborough. Ended a span of 71 passes without a touchdown. That was his longest since t- 2014. So good for Cam Newton. Wayne Gallman of the Giants celebrated his 23rd birthday on Sunday, making his NFL debut. Early in the second half, things got even better when Gallman caught a four-yard touchdown pass from Eli. Only one other player in NFL history scored a touchdown in his NFL debut on his birthday, and he did it nearly a century ago. Obi Winig, Winig, yeah, of, sure. Of the Rock Island Independence scored two touchdowns on his 21st birthday, playing in only his playing in his only game in the NFL's first season, 1920. So 1920, that, yeah, that yeah, that's a good note. <laughs> After the 49ers took a 12, 15 to 12 lead in overtime on a five to four edge in field goals, Carson Palmer threw a game-winning 19-yard touchdown pass to Larry Fitzgerald. It was only the fourth overtime touchdown in NFL history after none was scored during the game's first 60 minutes. I'm, say that one again. I'm trying it was to only the fourth overtime touchdown in NFL history after none were scored during the game's oh, first okay. 60 okay, so minutes. Yeah. I, so I no touchdowns like, in regulation. Yeah, I was, it was a field goal fest. You've you've clustered my mind so much with the blowout stuff or the shutout stuff that. I'm confused now. I'm sorry. The Bills improved the three and run one and moved in the sole possession of first place. 
in their division. It was only the fourth time in team history that Buffalo won a road game against a team that was 3-0 and or better coming into the contest. The others were against the Chiefs in 66, the Chargers in 80, and the Patriots last year. Atlanta's loss left Kansas City as the NFL's last unbeaten team this season. It is the first time in the last eight years that the Chiefs earned that distinction. This, I can't wait for the Buffalo downfall. They always get you. Get people's hopes started early in the season. The Bills Mafia has a bunch of butt stuff going on in the tailgates out there, Ralph Wilson Stadium, whatever, and then comes crashing down. The Broncos limited the Raiders to 24 yards on 15 carries in the run game. Marshawn Lynch had nine carries for just 12 yards. Denver has held each of its first four opponents to an average of less than three yards a carry. Over the last 20 years, only four other teams have done that. One of them was the 2001 Baltimore Ravens defense. That damn Broncos defense does not stop. It is unbelievable how much of a monster they have built and how good it continues to be. Amir Abdullah of the Lions gained 94 yards on 20 carries, including Detroit's only touchdown in their win against Minnesota. That was the highest rushing total, rushing yards total in one game by a Lions player since... Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush yes! did it. 117 yards against the Packers in 2013. And there you go. There's, okay. your, there's your NFL news and notes for this week. Great. That's a great. That's a great one there. 504-260-1280 is the phone number. Uh, do we want? To, yeah, let's squeeze in a call here. Let's get. Is it Nate? Yeah, let's get Nate Metter in here. Nate, what's going on, man? How y'all doing, fellas? Yo. I watch, listen to y'all all the time, and today was the very first day you got me enough to make me want to call. <laughs> I was laughing at y'all when you were laughing at Richard Petty's comment <laughs> in NASCAR. <laughs> I am a 45 year old African American. And I love NASCAR. Do you really? When, I love NASCAR. When wow. people, when I tell them about it, they all look at me like, you're just joking. You're just pulling my leg. I'm like, <laughs> no. Give me a car. I can name the person who drives it. Wow. Give me, I can tell you the, the owner. I can tell you who drives it. I'm, I'm a big-time Penske fan. I love Brad Keselowski. I love everybody who drove the two-car before Brad, going all the way back to Rusty Wallace and Kurt Busch. I'm just a big-time NASCAR fan. And it, it didn't surprise me what Richard Petty said, but it took me back. Like, I would have thought him being the man that he is would be more diverse than that at this time, to be more cognizant of what's going on in the world. But it is what it is. But I am. I just wanted to call and get you all to laugh at that because when I tell people that I'm a NASCAR fan, they all look at me like, yeah, all right, whatever. But I, I can name all the way down to the 83 car that's driven by Matt Benedetto. I can basically tell you everybody from the, not, from the guys that not contenders to the contenders, week in and week out. I watch NASCAR as much as I watch the Saints on Sunday. I flip I, between channels. I feel God, like I, ju- I, I feel like I, I just saw a unicorn. NASCAR. I just saw a unicorn. I mean, that's what it, that's what this feels like. Uh, <laughs> well, I appreciate you calling in, Nate. Thanks for uh, chiming you know, in, man. And Thanks I will for listening. call y'all again because I, I I enjoy y'all show during the day, during the morning time. It gets me through. And I also, I got one more thing before I go. I sure. suffered the worst beat. Of my life last night. I took the Redskins plus seven. Oh, no. Ah, you were one I'm of so them. Sorry. And you, and you won't believe this. I had the under also. Oh, Damn. man. <laughs> you are one of those. I was on the other end. The I Chiefs was literally seven. screaming at the television <laughs> for Kansas City to kick the ball on the ground. Just kick it on the ground. Please. Right. Please. <laughs> well, and thanks. then watch Kirk's Cousins just make that ole of a tackle to yep. try even try to make the tackle. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. If Thanks. I had, if I didn't pay so much for my television, I'd have threw the remote at. Thanks for calling, Nate. Don't be a stranger. All right.
Appreciate you uh, for calling. Yeah, he was about, calling there. He was about ready to throw that remote. I was sitting there in bed, just laughing my ass <laughs> off, saying, "Man, I just made a little extra money. It's nice." All right, let's do this. We'll take our last time out of the morning. We'll come back. One more segment to go. Duncan Holder coming up at the top of the hour. Chris Gordy show right here on Sports Twelve Eighty New Orleans. Back to the Chris Gordy show on Sports Twelve Eighty New Orleans. Welcome back in, Chris Gordy Show, Sports 1280 New Orleans. That's another Tom Petty hit for you there, Michael. Don't remember this one. This is uh, You Don't Know How It Feels, Tom Petty. But I do know how it feels. I wonder if our buddy Jeff Duncan was listening to the show. I just saw he tweeted uh, a few minutes ago. Didn't realize this, but the Saints shut out of Miami on Sunday was the first in Sean Payton's 164-game head coaching tenure. I think he was listening. I think he was listening. You informed somebody. Or or he just happened to read the note from Elias at the same time we did. Could have been that. Uh, Want to point this out, though. The Saints in 2012 did shut out Tampa Bay 41 to nothing late in that season. Sean Payton, not the head coach. That was Bounty Gate that year. Hmm. So that goes to Joe Vitt. But Saints did have a. So they've had a shutout in the Sean Payton era. It just was not a year Sean Payton was the head coach. Drew Brees did it. But uh, that gets credited to, to Joe Vitt. Saint, and it was their first shutout since 1995 prior to, you know, prior to that. So, Just to tell you how big that win was it's for the Saints bl- on yeah, Sunday. It still blows my mind. I mean, the- look, I know it was Jay Cutler. I know they stunk. But come on. They, Jay Ajayi was playing. They had Jarvis Landry. They had Devontae Parker. They had plenty of weapons out there. Saints went out there and kicked some ass. Yeah, no, they do have plenty of weapons. And they can't get it together offensively at all. But it was absolutely – look, you, you did it and – I st- I, I'm seriously, I'm, that, that 164 games is going to stick with me. I'm never going to forget that number that you told me. It took him that many games as a head coach <laughs> to get a shutout. And I know he's the offensive coach, and the Saints' defenses have never really been all that great, but still, just mind-blowing. So just to recap on the show today, we've only got a couple minutes left. A uh, couple thoughts here. LSU is getting their crap together because they had a players-only meeting. So, yep. you know, we know from history when you have a players-only meeting, that writes, go well. that writes the ship. It gets everything back going in the right direction. Also, Richard Petty uh, was who I thought Tom Petty was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we found out Richard Petty does not support the anthem protest. Nope. So He's got that. sweet hats. You ever seen those cowboy hats he wears, all the feathers and everything? I don't think I've ever seen his eyeballs. He's I, always wearing sunglasses. <laughs> That's a good point. I never... <laughs> Damn it. We could do a whole just stereotype and NASCAR stuff. It's just, uh, yeah, seriously. I'm going to go. Now I got to go look for a picture without him without sunglasses on. I the, really do. Then we have our buddy Nate who bucked the trend of stereotypes, and he's a diehard NASCAR fan. Yeah. Watches the Saints as much as NASCAR. We have a 45 year old black guy that loves NASCAR. We found out a lot of you guys. I love Nate. Got killed on the, on the, got, got beat last night on the backdoor cover. Chiefs entered the game last night as seven and a half point favorites. The over-under was 48-and-a-half. So on the on the uh, Justin Houston fumble recovery and touchdown, boom, it gave the Chiefs the over. They won 19, or the cover, they won 29-20, to 20, and oh my it God, gave I the f- over. I found a Richard Petty picture without sunglasses on. Is it creepy? It's a little weird. Yeah. Look. Okay. Yeah, he does look weird. Put he's the sunglasses. He's got bug eyes. He's got bug eyes, yeah. man. Put the sunglasses no, I know back what? on. Yeah, maybe he's got glaucoma. Maybe hopefully he, you know, uses the modern medicine that we have available for that. We've got the the uh the Pelicans are in action tonight at Smoothie King Center. I'm looking at it right now, Michael. Yep. According to this is on ESPN's website, it links you to vividseats.com. You can buy seats in the upper deck tonight for two dollars. 
Wow. And then you could probably move down and sit wherever you want. So there is just about no reason for you not. There's nothing going on tonight. There's well, no the, reason not to go check out the Pelicans and the, the Bulls. Will the, will the King baby cake, uh, the creepy one, be playing in the fourth quarter? Will he be playing? Possibly. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. You're looking at lower bowl sections 103 and 104, $11 seats, $6 seats in section 109. I'm definitely going definitely going to be tuned in. I'll tell you that. I'll have I have it on, you know, maybe not paying as much I I'll be monitoring that and since I'm a baseball fan, I'll be doing that in the uh the wild card game. Yeah, I'm just saying if you got nothing going on tonight and you live in New Orleans, go check out the Pelicans for 10 bu- under 10 bucks. You can it's get crazy, but it's only four it's only four preseason games. Hell, the reg- the regular season kicks off in, you know, 2 weeks. Yep. No, we're we're getting there. It's getting there. So uh, that is going to do it for this edition of the show. If you missed any of uh, any of our hot takes, you can go check them out on the podcast at sports1280.com or on the website or, or on the iHeartRadio app. And appreciate Amos Morale for jumping on with us. Good stuff with him from him. Uh, just getting back in from London. Tomorrow we'll have Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jimmy not. Johnson, Danica Patrick, and many others from there the NASCAR will, world. There will be no NASCAR drivers on the show tomorrow, but we will have Barrett. I'm going to book us a NASCAR driver at some point. We will have our friend Chris Landry of LandryFootballReport.com or LandryFootball.com report, and then we'll have Barrett Jones, the former O-lineman from Alabama, who I can't stand, but we're going to have him on and talk some college football with him. So all that coming up tomorrow. Duncan Holder coming up next. Stay tuned with them. Pete Thamble joins them. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Ready 